What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Edward Norton and the movie musical In the Heights. First, let's talk about the career of actor Edward Norton. Norton had one of the best breakout performances of all time in the movie Primal Fear with Richard Gere and Laura Linney. It was Norton's first film ever, and for his performance, he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. This is not only one of the best twists in movie history, it's one of the best first performances ever given by an actor. You watch that movie and you understand Edward Norton is destined to become a great actor. Then after that film, Norton went on an incredible run in the 90s where he starred in The People vs. Larry Flint with Woody Harrelson, Rounders with Matt Damon, American History X where he was once again nominated for an Oscar, this time for lead, and Fight Club with Brad Pitt and Helena Bonham Carter. The thing I really enjoy about Norton is he tends to work with amazing filmmakers. He's worked with Milos Forman, David Fincher, Spike Lee, Wes Anderson, and Alejandro Inuritu. I mean, this guy works with the absolute best. Edward Norton does not appear in bad movies. Yes, there have been some clunkers in his career, but for the most part, he is in really good films. The other thing I think of when I watch Ed Norton is, he's not a guy who I think is a great leading man, and I don't mean that at as a criticism. It's just when he is the lead of a movie, it's probably not the best movie ever. But when he is second fiddle to another big movie star, I think Edward Norton is at his absolute best. Just watch the movie Rounders with him and Matt Damon. He's incredible in that film. With Fight Club, with Brad Pitt, he's incredible in that film. And with Birdman, with Michael Keaton, he's incredible. When there is another movie star, Edward Norton is sharing the frame with he shows up he is at his absolute best when another gigantic movie star is on screen in Fight Club you not only have him with Brad Pitt you also have him with Helena Bonham Carter and their relationship is one of the best things about that movie I don't think Edward Norton is the type of actor that can carry a film but when he is on screen with another great actor he looks fantastic with them in recent years I've really enjoyed Norton's work in some Wes Anderson films. He's appeared in Moonrise Kingdom where he plays a try-hard Boy Scout master. He's hilarious in that film. He's the best part of that movie. That's why I think that movie is top-tier Wes Anderson because of Norton in that film. I had no idea that Edward Norton could be that funny on screen. He also appeared in the Grand Budapest Hotel and Isle of Dogs and he's set to appear in the French dispatch like I just think that's an underrated director actor duo right now is Wes Anderson is getting some of the best work out of Edward Norton. Norton is also an established director he directed the comedy Keeping the Faith with Ben Stiller not my favorite Ed Norton Ben Stiller film but it's okay and then he also directed one of the most underrated films of 2019 Motherless Brooklyn where Norton gives one of the most unique performances of his career and also gets amazing supporting performances from Alec Baldwin, Willem Dafoe, and Gugu Mbatha-Ra. I mean, that film, those performances given by that supporting cast, I really thought very highly of Motherless Brooklyn and I definitely recommend you 
check it out because not enough people have seen it. It's kind of like Chinatown. It's kind of like those noir films of the 50s. It is top-notch Edward Norton at his absolute best. For me, the best performance of Norton's career comes in Spike Lee's 25th Hour, a film about a man who is about to go to prison. Norton is incredible in this film. It's his most vulnerable character. It's like the opposite of his character in Primal Fear. This is my absolute favorite Spike Lee film. It also stars Philip Seymour Hoffman, Rosario Dawson, Barry Pepper, Brian Cox, and Anna Paquin, who I'll be talking about on next week's podcast. I adore 25th Hour. It is one of the best films about New York City ever made. It's the most honest depiction about how scary it is to actually go to prison. Yes, in our minds, we all believe that that is a reality that people go through, but when it's happening to you, it seems unimaginable. It is a powerful, powerful film, and Norton is all-time great in that film, and I feel like that's an underrated film of the 2000s. It didn't get Oscar love. Norton wasn't nominated. Spike Lee wasn't nominated. I think it's a fair thing to say that Norton is one of the best actors ever not to have an Oscar. He's been nominated for Primal Fear, American History X, and Birdman. In my opinion, he also should have been nominated for his performances in Rounders, Fight Club, 25th Hour, and Moonrise Kingdom. Rounders in particular is the most underrated film of the late 1990s. Matt Damon is really good in that movie. John Malkovich is in that movie. John Turturro is in that movie. But it is Edward Norton that makes that movie special. He is playing this deviant character who is a bit of a weasel named Worm. I mean, if you have not seen Rounders, see that movie immediately. I think Norton is a really great actor, but it's hard to describe him as a movie star. His films stand the test of time like Fight Club, but in the moment, they are not massive hits. Yes, he's been in some blockbusters, most notably The Italian Job with Mark Wahlberg, The Incredible Hulk film, and The Bourne Legacy with Jeremy Renner. But for the most part, I feel like mainstream audiences have not seen the best work of Edward Norton, and that's why he doesn't appear on those list of the best actors alive. Like, more people see films that star Daniel Day-Lewis than they see films starred by Edward Norton. And that's a shame, because he really is an incredible actor when he's appearing in really good movies. Norton is set to appear in Wes Anderson's upcoming film, The French Dispatch, and Ryan Johnson's star-studded Knives Out 2 with Daniel Craig, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., and Janelle Monet. I absolutely loved Knives Out and cannot wait to see Edward Norton in that film. My guess, I'm going to put it out there, I think Edward Norton is going to be the villain of this film. Either way, I'm super excited for that one. And here's a list of Edward Norton performances I highly recommend. Primal Fear, The People vs. Larry Flint, Rounders, American History X, Fight Club, 25th Hour, Moonrise Kingdom, The Bourne Legacy, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Birdman, Isle of Dogs, and Motherless Brooklyn. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie In the Heights. Here's a quick synopsis. Yasnavi de la Vega dreams of leaving Washington Heights, New York for his dream life in the Dominican Republic while his friends and the other residents of the Heights also have higher aspirations. This is one of those movies that everyone's been 
waiting for since the pandemic started. A lot of people have seen the play that was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is also the producer of this movie. And for the most part, I'll say this about the movie. It lived up to that hype. I'm not sure it's the best movie of the year so far, like a lot of people are talking about, but I really enjoyed this film. It's a lot of fun. The music is pretty good. And the number one thing I liked about it is the lead performance given by Anthony Ramos, who is about to be a household name. He is great as the charming lead of this film. Previously, he was in Hamilton, which was on Disney Plus and on Broadway, and in the movies Monsters and Men and A Star is Born. Monsters and Men is one of the most underrated indie films of the last few years. John David Washington's in that movie. And in A Star is Born, he plays the best friend of Lady Gaga's character. Not a lot of people know who that guy is while they're about to because now he is the lead of one of the biggest movies of the summer. I think he's really, really good in this movie, and I would not be surprised if his performance in this movie gets him an Oscar nomination, because as much as I like the other actors in this film, he is the one giving the breakout performance. Like, you watch this movie and you go, he's what's special about the movie. Everyone else is really good, but you're witnessing the birth of a movie star with Anthony Ramos and In the Heights. Ramos's next projects include the next Transformers film where he will be the lead and the movie Distant with Naomi Scott from Aladdin and Charlie's Angels. The rest of the cast of In the Heights is really impressive as well. You have Corey Hawkins from Straight Outta Compton and Six Underground, Jimmy Smith from NYPD Blue and the Star Wars prequels, singer Leslie Grace, and Olga Merdez, who you can argue is the heart and soul of the movie. For me, the standout from the support cast is Melissa Barrera who is the love interest of Anthony Ramos's character she has insane chemistry with Ramos and that's what I think makes a great movie musical it's about the chemistry it's why La La Land is a great musical because Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have great chemistry yes we can act like the songs are super memorable but we don't really remember the songs and we don't go back to those movies because of the songs we go back to it because of the chemistry of the two lead love interests. A Star is Born was a massive hit, not because of the songs, but because of the unreal chemistry that Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga had. That's what makes a great modern musical. Chemistry between the love interests, or we're not going to care about the story at all. And this movie has that with Ramos and Barrera. I mean, the movie pops when they are on screen together. I could make the argument that the movie could have used more of them on screen. Barrera is set to appear in the next Scream film and Carmen with Paul Meskel. The director of In the Heights is John Chu who in my books is two for two with hits. His first film was Crazy Rich Asians which in my estimation is only getting better by the day and this film while different is also kind of similar. Both films have massive cast. 
Chu in two movies has gotten great performances from Constance Wu, Aquafina, and Henry Golding in Crazy Rich Asians, and Anthony Ramos, Olga Merdez, and Melissa Barrera in In the Heights. His next film is going to be the Wizard of Oz prequel, Wicked. I mean, this guy is making some of the biggest successful movies that are not superhero films in modern times. He's become an important director. And if he can turn Wicked into a hit movie, he is going to have even more success. In the Heights is one of those movies that takes you inside a community of people, and those films are becoming more and more rare. It's like Spike Lee's film, Do the Right Thing. If you make a movie with a believable community feeling, you don't have to explain every relationship in the movie. It just simplifies any movie, because in real life, that is what a neighborhood feels like. You don't need to explain why these people are hanging out while they just live in that same environment. It's one of the best settings to put a movie in. It's why Do the Right Thing is super successful, even though it has a powerful message. You don't have to over-explain the relationship of the characters. All you need to know is they live in the same community, and that's what In the Heights has. It has that community feeling, that neighborhood. I don't have to explain why my cousin and I am working at this store, because we just are. It simplifies. It's what real life is like, and it's why I think these movies are special, and why they hit on a basic level, and why people are such fans of them, and why I think In the Heights is going to be a very successful movie. I did enjoy most of the songs in In the Heights, but the one that really stands out that I like the most is the song 96,000, a song that happens in a swimming pool. It's the song that's the most memorable. It felt like the most cinematic of all the songs in the movie. I want to take a few minutes and talk about the state of the movie musical because I really do like where we are with the genre, where it is and where it's headed. We've gone recently into the woods with Anna Kendrick and Chris Pine, La La Land with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, Zendaya, Zac Efron, Bohemian Rhapsody with Rami Malek, Mary Poppins Returns with Emily Blunt, A Star is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, Rocket Man with Taron Egerton, Yesterday with Himesh Patel and Lily James, and now In the Heights. And later this year, we are getting Tick Tick Boom with Andrew Garfield, Dear Evan Hansen with Ben Platt, and West Side Story with Ansel Elgort and Rachel Ziegler. I mean, the genre is thriving. You have massive, massive movie stars appearing in these films. Yes, there are some that are not working. The movie musical Cats was a complete catastrophe. But when the genre works, people go out and see these movies. They make a ton of money financially and they're doing good at award shows. Bradley Cooper was nominated for an Oscar for A Star Is Born. Ryan Gosling was nominated. Emma Stone won an Oscar. Rami Malek won an Oscar for his performance in a musical. The genre is thriving. And if Dear Evan Hansen is successful, Ben Platt is going to get an Oscar nomination. If West Side Story is successful, I could see Ansel Elgort or Rachel Ziegler getting Oscar nominations. But maybe more importantly than that, these movies are turning into hits. La La Land made over $300 million. The Greatest Showman did amazing at the box office. A Star is Born was a huge box office smash. Not only are these films really 
really well made and good, but they are doing well where it matters most. And if Into the Heights becomes a success at the box office, you're going to get a lot more movie musicals, which I think is a good thing because when they are done well, they are really incredible. My two absolute favorite movie musicals are Into the Woods with Anna Kendrick, Chris Pine. I absolutely love that film, especially the parts with Chris Pine and La La Land with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. That movie made me believe that the modern movie musical is possible. Before that, the genre was never on my mind. And since that, there have been some really good musicals. And another thing I really love about the genre is you get to see actors you never thought you were going to see sing, sing. Like Ryan Gosling in La La Land. I had no idea he was that good of a singer. Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born. Who had any clue that Bradley Cooper could sing? And you're going to see that with Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. It's just showing another side of the actor. Taron Egerton in Rocket Man. I had no idea he could be almost as good as Elton John if it weren't for that movie. It's just showing a different side of the actor. It's one of those genres I want to see more of. I think it's one of the most underrated genre of movies. It's right up there with me with westerns and sci-fis. Those are my favorite type of movies. And when done well, movie musicals are right up there. La La Land is one of those movies I saw that changed my entire opinion of what a movie could be and how music could be incorporated in it. It's not corny like some people think it is. It's incredible. It's a genre that can be heartfelt and meaningful while also just being a good time. It is fun to watch a movie musical. The movie Rocket Man is really fun to watch when they break out in Ellen John songs. Yesterday is one of the most underrated of the movie musicals because all he's doing is singing Beatles songs. And I know that's not a breakout and song movie musical, but I count those type of movies as musicals. So for me, the genre is thriving. And if those movies that I mentioned turn into hits, you're going to see more and more movie musicals. And I, for one, am here for it. I just don't understand these people that want one genre of movies. Yes, I like superhero movies. I love sci-fis. I, I love westerns. I love action films. I want to see every and all kinds of movies and I want the movie musical to be one of those genres that's routinely made over and over again because I think it's a unique genre. And I think Into the Heights is an excellent addition to that genre. You have Anthony Ramos giving a star-making performance. Melissa Barrera and Olga Merdez giving breakout performances. And like I said earlier, the chemistry between Ramos and Barrera is unreal. And it's what makes this movie a special movie musical. You cannot be a good movie musical without great chemistry from the romantic leads. And that's what In the Heights has. It has that chemistry. It is definitely worth a watch. I don't know at the end of the day if In the Heights is going to be the Oscar contender that a lot of people think it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. All I know is it's a good, fun time. I think Anthony Ramos 
definitely deserves to be nominated for an Oscar. And for that reason, I highly recommend you check out the film In the Heights. It is a fun watch. It's got some really good songs and it's the feel-good movie of the summer. If that's not enough to get you to watch In the Heights, then I don't know what is. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And this week I put the spotlight on the career of Edward Norton and the movie musical In the Heights. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the career of actress Anna Paquin and the movie The French Exit starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Lucas Hedges. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>